1: and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by coordination.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahatchko, and joining me on this week's show, of course, he is the founder, the father to us all, our fearless leader, John Dam Johnston. Hello, mad scientist John.
0: How are you doing? I'm
1: doing well. I like the hair. It matches the uh, robe very well. You
0: didn't ask me how I'm doing, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Just go ahead. Ask me how I'm doing, Greg.
1: Didn't I start out by, by saying how are you, John?
0: Did you I don't know. I'm not used. it's been a it's been a week. John look started Sunday night when I got an email that said urgent call me and I thought, Oh shit, what system blew up now? And it wasn't a system, it was a person I test I worked with last week that tested positive. And uh, you know, then it was like, Oh my god, go get tested, you know, I mean I, have you had the COVID test, Greg? Have you had the? Have you?
1: No, I have not had the fourteen inch uh, uh, Q tip that goes in through your nostril and out the back of your head.
0: Well, I've had two. Oh,
1: okay. Well, that's good. I've you have two nostrils. Fond
0: of them, they're actually uh, quite sexually pleasing. <laughs> they're they're not. They're really not. They kind of suck. Actually, I shoving things in through your nose. Maybe there's somebody into that. I. It's probably a Pornhub segment. Uh, search on things in your nostrils. I don't know. Don't do that. There's probably something horrifying there involving, involving Brazilian women. I don't know. Wow. <clears throat> anyway. And, I, I just, and we
1: apologize to all of our uh, listeners from Brazil.
0: Yeah, there you go. At least there's two of them. Uh, you know, I tell you what. Here's the, the other problem that we have is the, the company got shut down. Uh, nobody's allowed inside. They're cleaning everything. And you give these laptops to these people that insist they need laptops, right? This is beforehand. Uh, And and they go home. And then they complain their laptop doesn't work. And it doesn't work because they never fucking used it. You know what I mean? They never used it before. And then they don't know how to use it. And it doesn't work at all because they never used it, even though they insisted they had to have a $2,000 laptop because they're a vice president or some fucking thing like that. (laughs) So I've uh b i have uh just got off the phone uh, ten minutes before we started. So how am I doing, Greg? All
1: and right. Said, we you are know what,
0: you know what, Greg? You yeah. know what this is? This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. That's where I'm at, man. I'm so hot, I'm taking my robot.
1: This is a first. <laughs> wow. You know, we we have a a non coordination regular as a guest who's not a hundred percent accustomed to your ways and now you're stripping on the zoom call, so it could get worse.
0: I can whip my skin out later like I did last <laughs>
1: <week>. <laughs> with that, let's bring in our guests. Nobody uh,
0: wants that. It's okay, I won't
1: do that. <laughs> we do want to hear from our guests though, because it oh, took a good. lot of convincing. Uh not not to get our corn contributor uh and, and and brother in arms, Nate McHugh. Hi Nate. Hi. But joining us from Nate's kitchen table, I'm guessing, is Nate's lovely wife, Christy. Hi, Christy. Hello. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Five Heart Podcast, and we apologize.
0: What are you apologizing for? What
1: the hell? I mostly because I, I do a blanket apology for you.
0: <laughs> I oh here. For the audience that can't see us on Zoom, I am giving a disapproving face. I'm sorry, Christy. I cut you off. That was rude of me.
2: No, this is entertaining. That's for sure.
0: You're used to it from your husband, is that it? Yeah, I've heard your podcast before. They're pretty good.
1: Sweet. Can you can you put that on? Uh, can Can you submit that review on the uh, podcast app of your choosing? Say sure. Three stars. It's pretty good. Fair enough. Five say. stars. Five stars. <laughs> five stars for the five heart. This is very good. Oh, too,
2: short, too short.
1: It's always a pleasure, Nate. How, how have you been, sir? Just you know, plugging away.
3: Uh, living life here in small town Nebraska. You know, at least one of us is actually living in the state. I don't know. Let's say there's Illinois here and Minnesota and. Well, I guess you guys really don't have your ear to the ground around here, you know, when it comes to Nebraska sports. You know, we're, uh, my wife does; she is a huge <laughs> sports fan.
2: <laughs>
1: no, yeah. it, it, and and this is great because Christy's joining us. When I, you know, reached out to you, Nate, uh, you know, you said you were going to discuss with your wife. I said bring her on the show as well, and and I said it as a joke, and then we ran with it. And now here we are. That's how that's how quickly things happen. So yes. uh Christy, if you feel at all obligated or, you know, coerced, I apologize.
3: You know, she was uh at one point uh talking to our another contributor, Bree Clark, you know, for coordination, on doing a, an all female podcast. Um about Nebraska sports, right? Yeah. Well, you guys were talking about it from a mom's point of view. Yeah, I guess it'd be. And I was trying to get him, and you know, maybe Bree needs to be a little poked and prodded a little bit more. But um but now maybe you know, Kristy might enjoy this experience so much that she can talk Bree into
0: doing it too.
1: That's the well, goal.
0: Made it through the first ten minutes or whatever the hell that was. <laughs>
1: If if you made it through a good John Johnston outburst, you can survive anything. Fair to say, John?
0: Yeah, you know what happened? You know what happened? Two months ago, now over two months ago, I quit drinking and people have gone, people in my life have gone, hey, you need to quit drinking. And, you know, when you do that to somebody, like say, I don't know, maybe you should get off drugs. Do they have a vision of what they thought you would be if you quit drinking? Cause I'm pretty fucking sure that this isn't what they thought they'd get. I, this Maybe is. Thought they they'd get a priest or something. I don't know what would happen. You know? Oh, he'll quit drinking. He'll calm down. Oh, yeah, that helped.
1: This is, you know, John, half hour after losing to Iowa for the fifth year in a row. I feel like that's you're like in in midseason form.
0: Well, I feel good. After, you know, having things shoved up my nostril.
1: And let me say, when you, when you shave, you look good, too.
0: Oh, well, thank you very much. See? I'm Shaving my head, is that what you're talking about?
1: No, that was me. I, I uh, You may not be able to tell. I gave myself a haircut yesterday. That's right.
3: <laughs> Chrissy she cut, cut my hair last time. See? The past couple times, and she does a very good job. Mm-hmm. It's not just the buzz. She actually does the whole, you know, just... It
2: takes rubber, which is why you pay people to do it.
3: Yeah,
2: Christy.
1: Christy, are you licensed, or are you just you know, being being a good wife?
2: Trying
3: to be a good wife. Yeah, because when I, my hair gets long, I, the gray comes out, and I look like John.
1: <laughs> I don't know if y'all can tell. That? Oh yes, you're by
0: that. What the hell,
1: that's quite a bit of salt and uh, like John, oh. aka Ted Kaczynski. That's where you're
0: from, <laughs> son of a bitch. I know that tone of voice.
1: So. One of the things, Nate, when we were uh, chatting and we were in the, let's try to convince Christy to come on the show, you said what, she wants to know what she could possibly be talking about, since in your words and her words, she doesn't really (laughs) follow sports. So one of the topics I thought might be interesting to discuss is what happens to like the sports fans' widow, you know, during during football season, and I know Nate, you've also done co- a lot of coaching. So, um, not to say that she wouldn't go to the gym and, and support you, uh, you know, live and in person, but you know, it's you know, there there are there are kids involved, and uh, you know that I know we got to go back probably 2016 or 2017, watching a Husker game on the couch uh, on a Saturday afternoon, and there was some play that. I leapt off the couch with jubilation and I almost jumped on my son. I'm not proud of it, but, you know, in, in the moment. Um, so, you know, and then I got the look from the other side of the couch from my wife saying, maybe you should tone it down a little. So Christy, when, what was it? I mean, Nate's die hard enough that he writes for coordination and as we mentioned, does coaching. So, Let's talk first about his Husker fandom. Is there anything on the walls, any memorabilia, any any collectibles that you think are just taking up too much room in the house?
0: Before you start this conversation, I'd like to point out as a disclaimer that Coronation is obligated, not obligated, to pay for any marriage counseling fees that (laughs) may result from this conversation.
2: Okay, go ahead. No, there's not a whole lot of um memorabilia. memorabilia um
3: in the I think, house. yeah, there's
2: like a box of it probably from the last move he He bought a bunch of framed magazine uh covers were all, sure yeah Nebraska um he goes on a box, but no, it's not too bad on that on that side of it,
3: yeah, I don't like stuff I don't know <laughs> uh you know i just
0: i I translated that as her saying you're a shell of a man that you used to be. <laughs>
3: Well, the closest thing I have to anything on a wall is in my my law office, between my dad's office and my office. I have um the the two football gloves they used to have. When you put them together, it's an N, you know. Mm-hmm. And, at point, and the NCAA at that point said, "Well, we they, that's either against the rules or whatever." But they had made them, so I bought them, and then we have them framed, and so that's about it. Right. She's talking about. Uh, I bought a print, a very Sports Illustrated cover that Nebraska football had been on, and then made frames and put. But it we had moved, and there's nowhere to put it here. So,
1: I mean, you can make room. Saying there's no room uh, is yeah, exactly. is basically you saying.
0: Come on, there, Wiener boy. <laughs>
1: Honestly, saying there's no room is saying I've lost the battle. Yeah. Yeah, he,
0: he's working on the basement
2: still. He's kind of creating that space, so it's still a work in progress.
0: And why do you get the Nate basement, Nate? Because she never goes
3: down there, John. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, I know the real reason that nobody says, and the reason why you get the basement is because it's closer to hell. <laughs> All
1: right. Colder down there.
2: I don't know. If it's
3: it is colder down there. <laughs>
1: Well, in I mean, if we want to go classic literature in Dante's Inferno, hell is actually ice, not fire, in the, the deepest circle. So, you're welcome for that classic literature lesson, courtesy of Coronation and the Five Heart Podcast. All right, so uh, during I, – I used to block off six hours a week to watch football or, you know, two chunks of time, you know, I'd, I'd watch – the Husker game on Saturdays and I, you know, paid for NFL Sunday tickets. So I used to watch the Steelers every week and the Steelers, look, I stopped paying for the Sunday ticket. I watch enough Steelers in the primetime games and when they're on, you know, nationally, but I always make sure that I watch the Huskers. Uh, Christy is Nate, like, is there a chunk of the weekend during football season where you're like, ah, Nate's just unavailable. So we have
2: to plan everything around that. Husker football game. We can't really go to friends' houses because he gets upset when you know people are talking or cheering and he really wants to focus on the game. And so it's kind of a, while we would like to socialize, he's very focused on the game. So it, it definitely interferes with our life.
1: Now, in, in his defense, I'm very analytical, even when I go to games, uh, which isn't as often because I live in Illinois and so I've only been to uh, the Nebraska-Illinois games a couple of times. But I I definitely go there and watch the game with, you know, trying to see the big picture, not just, you know, uh, cheering or booing at the, you know, appropriate times. I, so I think in that regard, Nate and I are a lot alike. We're just focused on, you know, the play by play, you know, is, you know, the, the play call, what, you know, we deem acceptable is, is the execution, you know, are they, uh, to, to, uh, bring up, you know, flashes of Bo Pelini. are they executing the process, you know? that. So Nate and I are a lot alike in, in that regard.
0: Yeah, same here. If you want to know where he's going, look at me. There you go. It's not too late to get out where you're still young and have been, like, filled up with bitterness and regret.
1: Wait, are you saying that to him or to her?
0: No, to her. God, <laughs> I don't care about him. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. I just love seeing the look on his face. You look really sober, by the way, Nate.
3: Have you see me drunk?
0: I oh. Probably. I don't know. Sometimes on some of those Zoom calls late at night, you kind of seem a little wobbly.
3: Uh, Yeah, the ones that are, I'm like, oh, I'll just jump on for like, you know, 10, 15 minutes and it's like an hour and a half later. <laughs> I'm like, and then it's like, what, you know, midnight or something. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Or it felt like midnight. Maybe it wasn't.
1: I know there used to be, uh, before Haas joined the five heart podcast, uh, you know, years back, he would jump on with the big red Cobbcast. And because of the time difference, a lot of times they'd be recording at 10 o'clock California time and it's midnight in Nebraska. And so he'd be, you know, sitting out there drinking some of those Coors banquets he, he likes so much. But, uh, I think every, it's nice. Everybody's sober tonight. It's, you know, everybody's a designated driver. So if you need a ride, call any of us and we'll be there to pick you up.
3: You know, speaking of Haas, uh, he's the only one who's ever met the wife.
1: Now that brings up a whole new conversation. Christy. Yeah. Christy, you have met Haas, the famous Haas Reuter. She
3: actually met him before I did.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Perfect gentleman, right?
2: He was actually very nice.
1: Let, do, you, do you have any single friends that you'd like to hook up with Haas?
2: Good question. I'm probably. Not I don't sure. think I do. Oh, I'm not
1: married. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, buddy, if you're listening. Do, do, do you have any that are in bad situations that you want to, you know, like? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, well, all right. So, like, we don't talk to many coaches' wives, uh, you know, here on the show during basketball season. I mean, Nate had to withdraw some of his time from the of bangerangs and daggers podcast uh earlier this year because basketball you know be it jv or or, you know assistant coach i mean it's it's kind of a full-time commitment so you know of course we at coordination are very understanding and supportive of everybody's you know off the podcast activities correct john yes okay Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so uh, (laughs) so when i mean We've mentioned, you know, that the McHugh family is not just the two of you there. There are, you know, a couple of youngins around. We we met one of them before we started rolling sound here. So when Nate's away, it's, uh, you know, you are the the coach's, you know, playing that coach's wife's widow type of situation. Yep,
2: that's what it feels like. It's kind of being a single mom, but I know it's worth it. Uh, he's very passionate about what he does, uh, but yeah, it's not easy. Um, yeah, there's a lot of late nights, very tired, cranky kids, but I don't know, it is what it is.
3: What 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 would we do tonight?
2: Like rushing to get the kids in the bath and trying to get them down by eight so we could do this by eight thirty.
3: No, no, but the fact that I, I had basketball. So she was at home with the kids, and I was at the gym with kids shooting, um... And I probably could sit there later, but I'm like, "Oh, guys, I gotta go. Seven thirty. It's time to go home." And she's at home. And...
1: You know, we could. How old
0: are these kids?
3: Uh, seven, four, and two.
0: Oh, okay. You mean the kids are with basketball stuff? Oh,
3: basketball, high school kids.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So they're mouthy.
3: <laughs> not to me.
0: Wow. Perfect
1: yeah. response, right there.
0: <laughs>
3: wow. You know, I had a perfect response last night. I was very proud of it. My four year old, I, I uh, had her time out for punching her brother, and uh, I told her to sit on the chair or whatever, and she said, um, I'm sure she got this from daycare. It's a Christian daycare. And she said, God is the boss. And I'm like, You're right, but God put me in charge of you. <laughs> And she had nothing to say, and I, I joked to Christy, I said, yeah, I just put one up on a four-year-old.
1: You know? Did it make you feel good to outsmart you're a four-year-old?
3: God, I'm so much smarter than her.
1: <laughs> I mean, and, and since I also have a four-year-old, can you give me some tips?
3: Um, <laughs> she's she's the toughest one right now, I would
1: say. And just think of it, uh, if, if God's the, the head honcho, you're the assistant manager.
3: Yeah, there you go. I don't think she would know what that would mean, but, you know.
1: Tell her you're the uh, assistant to the assistant manager.
3: The assistant to the yeah. assistant
1: There's an office reference in case anybody yeah, watches. Okay, was, there's the, yeah,
3: okay. And, uh, you know, I was referencing something.
0: So, I'd say John's had four-year-olds before. I
1: yeah, mean, 45 years ago.
0: Hey, my kids ain't that, that old. I have like a nine-year-old granddaughter now.
1: Yeah, see? Because your kids are in their 50s.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's it exactly, Greg, because people have nine-year-olds when they're in their 50s. Hey. What the hell?
1: Anything's possible. All I right? would say
0: this. If I had a four-year-old kid, get your shots in while well, you can because they get a lot better when they get older. <clears throat> I got kids sending me memes that I don't understand. One of them sent me a freaking video today, and they're like laughing at me. You don't even get what's in the video. I'm like, whatever. I'll send you a video, you little bastard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, before we uh, let Christy go, because let
0: Christy
1: go, we're we're going to at some point we're going to take a time out, and she's going to depart and and uh, attend to any of the other numerous you know responsibilities that she has. This is the this is the really fun part because again, as someone who you know self proclaims does not follow sports. We get to get your take on the Huskers. Remember like the last, you know, five years or so. We just what what does someone who doesn't follow the, the program regularly, you know, this is I mean we all have outside, you know, perspectives because we're not there in Memorial Stadium as far as, you know, a part of the program, coaches, trainers, players, things like that. But you're like another level removed so just you know when you look at what's going on in lincoln i'm very curious as to what what your take has been
2: um what i know is we used to be good a long time ago and we really haven't been good since um even the last few years it's from an outsider perspective mm-hmm. it just feels like we're always losing so i don't know that's kind of i don't know i know there's a new coach Everybody's excited.
3: Well, Scott Ross.
2: Scott
3: Ross. Everybody knows Scott Ross. She got, yeah. uh, when she moved to Nebraska in college, Bill Callahan was hired. So that's all she's known is Bill Callahan and then what's that? Blaze.
1: Same. Same. So th- that, that that brings up an interesting uh, question that I didn't even think to ask is, is, now I know you're not a native Husker or a native Nebraskan. So what, what's, what's the native land? I would say it's
3: still Nebraska. No, no, no. Where, oh, you from? where I'm from,
1: sorry, Missouri. Okay. Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, okay. KC, all right. The the the, the rough end of the state. Something like that. Oh, because I'm in, in Illinois. I I I'm, I'm a Cardinals fan, so you know. Ooh. See, I knew I'd catch He's a, I'm a fan. Oh. Ow. Gross. All right. Uh, well, we're out of time for Christy. She's got a. No. <laughs>
3: No, no, I, I'm, uh, before she leaves, I have a fun uh, story about her. So her fandom, she's either all the way in or all the way out. And so I went, I think it was Michigan State. We went to a game, um, at Memorial Stadium and we were getting our butts beat. I think it was Michigan State, but I'm not for sure. And there's probably like four or five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And people start getting up and leaving, and I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting." You know, I I don't blame them. My wife stands up, and she starts screaming at these people because she's like, "You, you're what did you say, fake fans, or you're not real fans? fans. You're leaving early and all that." Like screaming at them, and I'm just like, "Oh." What's going on? Yeah, and she's just like she gets so like into it. When she's into it, she's into it. Like if she's you never,
0: not, you never loved her more than at that moment. Is that what you're saying?
3: Yeah, I got. And I was like, oh, and I, that's probably the only time in our marriage I've been like. And I just sit there, and be like, hmm, well, I hope no one gets mad, <laughs> and I have to do something about this. But that uh, yeah, she was pissed. So it's, I find that very interesting.
1: Christy, what's the biggest complaint that Nate has uh, about the Huskers after a loss or something like that? You know, I know it might vary game to game or case to case, but what's the one thing most frequently that you can recall? And again, this is off the top of your head, so I don't. But Nate, kind of like Oh, that whatever you know, defensive line or or whatever that thing might be. Any any anything popping up that he's he's railing on with frequency?
2: All I can think of. Or like the little things, like the little mistakes or like, you know, one drop or one missed the lock or I don't, I, that's all I can think of is you would just complain like we're, we're close, like we can get there, but it's all these tiny little mistakes that obviously build up and then create the loss in the end. I think it's just the amount of frustration.
1: All right. That was fun. Christy, painless, relatively.
2: Relatively.
1: Nate, your, uh, uh, homework. Next time we're allowed to go to Memorial Stadium is to take her because I think she is the type of person who enjoys it more in person rather than watching it on TV. It gets more involved. So uh, when we're allowed to go back to Memorial Stadium, just take her. Go. Three games a year minimum.
3: No. No way.
1: Two games <laughs> a year minimum.
3: Those
2: are long days when you go yeah, to the game. Those no are way. exhausting
3: days. I mean, just think about it, if it's a 7 o'clock game, let's say, you get there relatively early and you might not get home until midnight, 1 and she's just like, she loves to sleep. She does.
2: Well, the kids are still waking up and,
3: Then you don't get to sit that's right, or if it's a 2.30 game, that's nap time, we nap around here, the entire family naps. And, uh, 11 o'clock, yeah, she doesn't, you know, whatever. Alright.
0: Well, Christy, here's a pro tip for you. That's why they make drugs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I sometimes wish that we uh, recorded the video of this so sometimes people could see the way John says some of the things John says because if you would have seen him bouncing around uh, at his desk when he said that, you would have thought that he was a Muppet. Well,
0: it's the hair, it, isn't it? it? It's the... Wait, I I do this a lot more right now, anymore, print my hair more because my hair is longer on top and uh, I love taunting bald men that are younger than me.
1: And I don't
0: even have to say anything to them. You know, I just got like, "Ah, life is frustrating. Life can be so miserable sometimes during this virus year. What do you think, (laughs) Baldy? Has
1: has the pomade shipment come in yet, John?
0: Uh, The the pomade, that I haven't figured out how to use the pomade, but here we have pomade.
1: Nice. I mean, it's Axe what brand. It,
0: it's Axe pomade. My wife bought it. I'm sure if I put this in my hair that I will be like 21 years old again. I and mean, God knows what that means, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: You know what? It, it, Axe products lead to your next bad decision.
3: You know, the only other people that use Axe
1: that I know of are 8th graders. There you go. You can't get into too much trouble if you're 13.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> my next bad decision, huh? All right. Well, there's a week coming.
1: This sounds like a good time to take a time out. Christy, thank you so much for uh, joining us. We appreciate it. We had a lot of fun. Uh, again, hope it wasn't terribly painful. And if it was, it's all it's all John's fault.
0: Yeah, it is. Yes.
1: Everybody blames me anyway, My God, We'll be back with the Five Heart Podcast. Stick around. Nate, are you ready for a nice discussion? Yeah, let's do it. Excellent. I don't know what it's going to be about, but it'll be next. Okay. When the Five Heart Podcast comes back. Welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast. Greg Mahochko here with John Dam Johnston and Coronation's very own Nate McHugh. Talking, uh, we had a great first half of the show or, or first portion of the show. Uh, not sure that the second portion, the, the, after the break, is going to go quite as as long. But uh, thanks again to Christy for uh, hopping on and, and talking with us a little bit. And hopefully we were able to make her laugh and, and not uh, get her too upset at some of our shenanigans. John.
0: <laughs> I have a way with women. She said she had a lot of fun. To, uh, there you go. See that,
1: Greg? All right. That that means next next step is Christy talking to Bree, and and we'll get this
3: podcast. Actually, on. she also wants all the other wives to be on the podcast at some point too. So that's your wife and your wife. I guess people
0: can't see where who I'm pointing
3: at. That'd be Greg's wife and John's wife. And let's see who else do it. My wife won't do it. Oh well
1: I and, and I'll tell you why. Uh because I, I've tried I if if you don't know and you guys might, but the other and listeners might not know. This is one of three podcasts that I have. And uh I've I, know, I guess. Yeah, so Sorry. there's there's uh this one, there's Nerds United, uh because I'm a huge nerd, uh obviously. And I have another one started up. Earlier this year, called the Power Half Hour, which is limited to thirty minutes zero seconds. It doesn't matter if we're in the middle of a sentence; that's when the show ends. Uh, this week, actually, yesterday's episode talks about some of our favorite bands, so it's pretty cool. Um, but it, it, anybody who's listened to the Five Heart Podcast long enough knows that I can get to talking too much and not know when to shut up. So this one really helps me, can you know, con, condense my words. Uh, but my wife did a guest spot years ago on my Nerds United podcast, and I've had her on. I said, "Honey, what, we're going to do this thing on Nerds United. We're just going to pull topics out of a hat. You just want to read the topics." And she says, "No." She said, "I don't like the sound of my voice, or you know, the over recording, or otherwise." So that that is a losing battle. I don't care to participate in. But Mrs. Cornation, I feel like, is the matriarch of us all. Uh, would would be a good one to have on the show, John. Yeah,
0: that'd be great. Yeah, she doesn't want a damn thing to do. To do. <laughs> My
3: God. I, would I be more interested in seeing the interplay between you and her? Like, uh, like if you're both on the same, you know, podcast, how I'd just love to see that. Even though it's on a Zoom call, uh, that'd be better. So I can see her roll her
0: eyes, you know, when you talk. Grab the knife. Yeah, grab the knife, you know. Whatever. And then... Right, the, when you said uh, up your game, I thought you meant show up at Nate's house, like, high on meth or something and disturb his family.
1: No. No meth. What the hell? Uh, uh,
3: that's a thing in in Cass County, so...
1: What, what about Cass County?
3: Oh, uh, we have anhydrous tanks that people have tried to steal in the past, and so oh. I guess that's part of making meth. But
1: I don't think... Inc- the- I don't think there's an anhydrous ammonia tank uh, out there that you know some uh, you know Walter White wannabe hasn't tried to you know steal from.
3: Yeah. So the, the and I assume it's part of making meth, I guess, but I don't know. I've never done it myself, John. Uh, meth?
0: Yeah. Have I done it? I've never uh, needed to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, you know, it's it's funny that you know we we talk about you know idiots and stealing anhydrous ammonia, which is very flammable. Uh, and I was just talking to my son, who you know we, I reminded the listeners and, and Nate and, and Christy there in the last segment that he's uh, four years old, just like your your middle child. And, and I, I, I didn't pull him aside, but I put my arm around him. He was playing in the front room, and he was being four, and he hurt himself. And I put my arm around him, and I said, buddy, I just want you to remember, if you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. You never
3: told me that when I was 10.
1: You want me to tell you that when you're 700?
0: No, but, you know, it doesn't matter now. Life has passed me by. Could have learned that years ago. Probably been
1: much better off than I am now. I'm sorry. I'm not older than you, John. Nobody is.
0: <laughs> I have six brothers and sisters that are older than me. Okay, are we going to talk about football? The voice is gone.
1: <laughs> uh, but before we get into the news, there's a noteworthy sentence, I think, that uh, Nate shared with us during the break that I would like for him to uh, uh, repeat about uh, a celebrity sighting in his, uh, maybe not his hometown, but uh, at a restaurant very near him.
3: Uh, yeah, sure. I live in um, I live within five miles of Round the Bend Steakhouse, and it was owned by a friend of ours. And you Just uh,
1: voted the most popular or best steakhouse just
3: voted. It was, I think it might have been last summer yeah. um, recently the best voted the steakhouse by like USA Today in the state of Nebraska they have the Testicle Festival which is very um, popular
1: is that like a sausage party?
3: no it's a, they have country music they've had some very big like country music acts there and it's essentially you, you know, drink beer and then you eat both Testicles, and I guess.
1: Rocky Mountain Oysters.
3: Yeah. You know, and, uh, so it's the Testicle Festival. You, I, I drive by there every day. Not every day, but about every day. And you almost always see someone parked trying to take a picture, like as a family, because they have a huge Testicle Festival sign. Because obviously that's very, you know, like, oh, I'm here. You know.
1: Who very family
3: oriented. Yeah. Testicle Festival, right? So, and actually, they were interviewed by GQ, not to get political, but it was like a, some woman from uh, New York City went to the Tesco Festival, I think this is last year, to, to learn about masculinity or something like that, and she was, wasn't really surprised, it was actually well written, like, and very complimentary of, like, the people there, so it was uh, interesting. So, but. Uh, Scott Frost
1: was there last night, and that was, I
0: guess that's the important part. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> Bull Nuts... got out there. Finally got to it. Oh, by the way, Sorry topic. about that.
1: Nope. Speaking sorry. of Bull Nuts, did you know Carbondale, Colorado, the high school is Rocky Mountain High School, and their mascot is the Oysters? They are the Rocky Mountain Oysters.
3: I, I bet they suck at sports.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh...
0: Because they're constantly emasculated what are what are you saying i don't, I don't know i
1: just I I, know. I I learned about them years ago I don't know it was like two thousand ten or twelve or something like that uh I think it was u s a today was doing a national kind of like elimination voting thing like a like a March madness type of poll of every state's most unique uh, high school mascot. And in Illinois, we have the uh, Titopolis Wooden Shoes. That's their mascot. Never saw anybody dressed up like one. And uh, my wife's hometown, actually, Centralia, they are the orphans. And apparently that uh, story goes back like 100 years. They were playing in the state basketball tournament, and their uniforms looked like rags. And so maybe a column, newspaper columnist or something like that said they looked like orphans. bunch of orphans out there, which obviously... 2020, 2015, you can't say that and, and make that you know statement, but 100 years ago, things were obviously less politically correct, so the Orphans' name stuck for a while. Nate, you'd appreciate this. For a, a, a while, Centralia High School Boys basketball team was the winningest uh, basketball program in the country, um, but uh, they're the Orphans. They actually used that that's kind of all that they're known for they have a lot of you know, community pride and they actually won the nationwide contest so i i voted for the rocky mountain oysters
3: i don't know i kind of like the orphans part you know i'll tell you it's very i don't know kind of sad in a way you know but it's like
1: oh don't have any pity on them they're assholes
0: oh no. wow you just What's called that? orphans assholes. I called You're the one? Centralia. Holy I called these Centralia doing? orphans assholes. Okay. Ah.
1: Don't it, starve I mean, me,
0: John. We should probably move on. Let's talk. Who are you Digging this hole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's talk about Ezra Miller. Much maligned, very controversial figure. Uh a lot of people did not like his casting. Uh, for as The Flash, uh, Barry Allen in the DC movies, uh, he he had a brief uh, spot in Batman v. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and obviously a larger role in Justice League. There's reportedly a Flash movie. That's not the Flash we're talking about, uh, or the Ezra Miller anyway. The Ezra Miller we're talking about is a transfer from Iowa to Nebraska. Nate, take it away with all the information that I...
3: Oh. Okay, so, um, now that I'm on the spot. So he's a, uh, six foot six, 310 pound, um, offensive lineman who was a former four star, uh, recruit to Iowa, a top hunter player. He is, has decided he's transferring here. Um, he actually, before he medically redshirted and, uh, he says because of his back. What he has now said is actually it's for um, mental health issues. Um, he's had um, he was a, a redshirt red shirt freshman in Iowa. I think he had some a friend die. His dad got cancer, and I think his brother got into a car accident. And with all the other stresses uh, that goes on with playing college football and being a college student. He didn't do very well. He wasn't taking care of himself. This is what he was saying. I think this is on every page. And so he medically retired. Uh, and Iowa helped him for that. They, they, they allowed him, I guess, I guess this goes back to the whole Iowa thing, but they kind of, you know, I guess they choose what you say back then. And he said, yeah, they helped him or allowed him to say that it was because of his back. So the concern when we heard that he transferred, it was well he's had back issues, but now we've found out it might be, you know, uh, you know, mental issue or sorry, you know, mental concerns about you know, depression or whatever. And so I guess if you want to look at with a glass half full, it's that maybe Nebraska. He must think they have a system in or something that could help him with that. And maybe that he could flourish. He was a stud. Uh, he has four years to play four. So he doesn't need to play right away. And the best part of it, and this is the most surprising part of it, is that he is walking on. He is a former, and this is, he's only like six months removed from football. He's a former 100, national player, four-star, and he's walking on to Nebraska. So I assume they've told him, yeah, you have an opportunity to earn a scholarship and all that, but he has not guaranteed one. So I think that's uh, that's pretty awesome. I mean –
0: He has to sit out this year, right?
3: Yeah, my understanding is he does unless he gets a waiver. And I guess if you look at – I mean, if J.D. Spielman gets a waiver, because he's going to need that. I guess if he wants to play Power Five football, and, and as far as med, you know, men, I don't know if this is mental health or issues. I don't know if that's what he said, or if it was medical issues, or it's just personal issues. You know, maybe this is an, this is another opportunity for a waiver as well. If JD gets one, maybe I don't know. You never know with the NCAA. So um, I'd say this is a great get for Nebraska. I mean, this guy looks like he's just. He was supposed to be a stud. And guess what? If I take you know, Iowa took him. They wanted him really bad. And I maybe outside of Wisconsin, Iowa's, if you want to talk about a place that pumps out NFL linemen as far as looking at them and developing them, you know, that's, I'll take him for sure.
1: And, and again, an Iowa native, what, and I don't know if we ever talked about this, you know, Within the last couple of months, John, but uh, Javon McQuitty medically retired, you know, from from football, you know, as a Husker, and then entered the transfer portal. Ezra Miller retired for you know medical reasons, and then entered the, entered the transfer portal. It, I'm sure these are not the only two players, but these are the only ones who at least have affected Nebraska. You know, one you know leaving, one uh, arriving. Is that a trend that we're going to start seeing is, you know, for one reason or another, again, most likely medical being the reason a player is going to retire and then pop up somewhere else?
0: Uh, You know what? With Miller, it's uh, here's a quote from the Sioux City Journal from Miller. In working with Iowa, they allowed me to keep my scholarship but changed it to a medical waiver scholarship. The one downfall to that was that I would never be allowed to play at Iowa again due to NCAA regulations pertaining to that type of scholarship. So I think this isn't really, I don't think it's a trend so much as it's, its uh, we have a NCAA bureaucracy that has arcane rules, that nobody really understands there's unevenly applied. Nobody knows. I mean, it's literally like you apply for a waiver, you apply for a, exemption i don't know you apply for anything and it's like some fucking guy at the ncaa office walks up to a roulette table and spins it and goes hey good one. one oh that guy didn't you know nobody knows what they're going to get out of the ncaa so i'd say that that you know if a kid is at a school and he wants he feels like it's not a good fit which is fine you know what i mean uh i mean we've all had relationships where we went well wow, this sucks i'm leaving what would Cartman say? Screw you guys! I'm going home.
1: That sounds right? like that sounds like what he might say. Uh, yeah. This this is the second. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Well, I mean, the thing is, is they've figured out that if they say that they, uh, you know, they've had medical issues and they transfer, they possibly can get a waiver easier. If they've had mental health issues, then we've seen players get a a, a waiver a little bit easier. So you know, especially, maybe a good trend because it's going around the system.
3: Especially if they're moving closer to home, which is what we're seeing. And supposedly this Ezra Miller uh Lincoln's actually an hour closer to home than Iowa City. So I uh, I don't.
1: I, Just think of how much closer he'd be if Creighton had a football team.
3: Screw Creighton. <laughs> I'm an alum. Of Creighton. <laughs> And I think you know, I just say whatever. But I'm also a basketball guy, so you know, it's like they're a much better basketball program. Hey, it's a football podcast. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah, you talk you talk basketball on that other podcast that we can't yeah. remember the name of. Uh it is the second D one transfer uh lineman that uh, the Huskers have brought in going back to I think it was in January or something, early off season when uh Colorado State uh Nordin Noeley, New, Anyway, uh, they
0: played in Germany or whatever. Was yeah. that him? Yeah, he's from Germany. Yeah. From, from Germany, the German. Yeah, from Germany. Uh, yeah, I don't. Know,
1: okay. I do say German disparagingly. I just, you know, he's from. Right. Germany. We
0: could use about three or four hundred more offensive linemen. Obviously,
1: uh, But sure. but but like you said, uh, you know, Miller and uh, the other both were scholarship players. Both are walk on. And I don't. I, th- I think we've talked about Connor Culp uh, on the show before, John, the uh, place kicker uh, from LSU. Another grad transfer uh, was uh, wide receiver uh, walk on was wide receiver uh, Levi Falk from South Dakota, and tight end Jared Buback, Buback from uh, Arizona State. So I don't know. I feel like despite the fact that this has team been
0: team of misfits, like
1: some kind of movie, like the Dirty Dozen. I was thinking of the uh, Island of Misfit Toys. But okay, we'll we'll play yeah, like, your game.
0: That's kind of weird. <laughs>
1: um, but it, it it does feel like with as unique and ridiculous as an uh, of an off season as this has been, with really no spring ball, no spring game, uh, Frost and company are looking nationwide for guys who who they think might be able to help them out. You know, going about it in some. Uh, I can't think of the right word, but... Diamonds
0: in the rough, that's what they are.
1: Yeah, in some uh, unorthodox (laughs) ways. Hidden gems.
3: Speaking of hidden gems, do you realize, I looked at it yesterday, Rutgers right now has a better recruiting class coming in in 2021 maybe than Alabama? Yeah, so uh, talking about... (laughs) That's (laughs) because all the
1: checks haven't cleared yet.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, someone had a post of all of these transfers, like Power Five transfers, and there's like 10 going to Rutgers. So you're kind of hoping, what, maybe those are diamonds in the, you know, diamonds in the rough. So, like the trend I'm seeing.
1: No, seeing,
3: Yeah, you're seeing it with, uh, uh, Nebraska baseball right now. Cause a lot of people are going home, I think. Yeah. And, yeah closer to home, and I'm going to get names wrong, and I apologize, but because uh, I wrote the article on all the 14 players leaving Nebraska, and a lot of them are going home. Uh, I think it's Jamie Nance. I'm getting hit, I always get him confused with someone else, but it's Jamie Nance. He's, tra- he's transferring to Portland State. He's from Washington. Washington State, you know. And, uh, there's a couple of the others. I guess I could pull up an article, but, you know, this coronavirus thing, it's just, uh, you know, or, or Henry Gray was another one from Florida. He's going, he was a top recruit, four star. He's going to FIU. He's going back home, you know. So I think that's what we're seeing. Like Nebraska baseball has gotten, you know, former Gatorade player uh, of the year out of Nebraska. He's
0: from West and back to Nebraska. So I think maybe that's a trend. I don't know. I would think we'll keep saying that. I don't know. Maybe that'll bode poorly for Nebraska. But we have picked up some weird transfers this year. That's for damn sure.
1: I don't know what all to make of it. Uh, I mean, we have to make sure that we have a football season, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, we obviously discussed – when Christy was here earlier about how you go to game day in Lincoln and be prepared, it's going to be an all day event. It's not just, you know, go there, show up an hour before kickoff, find your seat and go. I mean, it's, you're going to spend the day. It's, it, it is an event. I mean, it's damn near a holiday. The lack of football would have not only a massive economic impact on the university. But on, on the Haymarket on, on Lincoln Lancaster County in general, I mean it it would and there there's no joke that on game day in, in Lincoln, which is the third largest city in the state, you know, it, it people it is appointment viewing and people show out by the tens of thousands, you know, so
0: Um, we always have to do a weekly update on this and obviously the weekly update this week is that there have been uh, a lot more outbreaks and a lot more infections uh, you know as people have have let up you know opened up things and gotten back together and there's less lockdowns and all this stuff and uh, but there's and i haven't looked at this exactly because this is all confusing as hell to me but uh, it looks like there's a lot more infections, but a lot less deaths. So, I you know I I don't know what we want going forward. I think that you know you keep seeing this screaming about infections, but at the same time as the if there's less deaths, isn't that's probably the part that counts more? Go ahead, Nate. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I was just saying I, was, I had a you are calling for a beer
3: or what? I don't know. I'm like, hey, hey bartender. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, uh,
1: that's a that's a call out to shout out to 311 from up the road. Hey bartender, is not that a that's a 311 song in it?
3: Isn't that a head P? Hey bartender, ah, I, I, you're probably right.
1: I'm I, moving on.
3: Okay. Sorry. No, I, I <laughs> actually I, I believe this. Um, but it's not an original thought. Someone smarter than me once said they. Uh, I've never had a thought that was my own. Anyways, uh, uh, Nick, or not, uh, as uh, Nick Baugh, his podcast said, Kevin Kugler. they made a great point. And I think the ch- only chance we have to have college football, you know, maybe a whole season, I don't know, whatever, is if we change our mindset of what a positive case of coronavirus means. Because people freak out when Kansas State gets all these positive tests, you know, they shut everything down, okay? But if they're all, you know, they have no symptoms, you know, and I understand, you know, this whole thing about, yeah, they don't have any symptoms where they can spread it. Yes, I understand. But, you know, we hear all these positive cases like John, you just said, but the deaths are going down. And, it's like, and so, we actually, you know, in order to have a football season, there's no way that you're going to go let these kids go to school, go to, go to classes, and, and, you know, I don't know if they're going to do what, a test every week or whatever. There's going to be positive tests, you know? And then that kid has interacted with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of kids a day, and then, you know, you're just going to shut it down and all that. I just... Yeah, in order for it to happen, I'm not saying that. Oh, by the way, you know, we need to have college football. Who cares who dies? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that that in order for in my in my opinion for college football to happen, that we don't have to be so. Oh my gosh, there's seven positive tests because yeah, they test positive, and that's the whole thing. It's it's extremely you know people it's extremely transmissible. You know, uh, John, you know, he's, he tries to get the positive test, but he keeps failing <laughs> and, he, and he's a failure. Yeah, exactly. And I so, can't even die. No, so I know. I, I just, I thought that was a good point by them. And I agree with that. And, um, if we are still, if we think, oh my gosh, what some guy on the football team gets a positive test and it shut it down. And I don't think college football happens. And so uh I'm not saying that's right, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying uh if we want football to happen, you know, it's very important to the economy and people and if anyway, I'll be done. Go ahead.
1: I I want to <laughs> share this. Go ahead. Um uh, I I follow uh, via, via social media because I used to live in a town where they had a, a manufacturing uh, facility. I don't know if you uh, either of you are familiar with uh, shut sports or shoot sports. Uh, they, make, right. they make they uh, make you know helmet, football helmets, you know baseball yeah. gear, things like that. Uh, but they actually have available on their website uh, to sh- available to ship July first, so next week. But they have splash shields that you uh, fix to your helmet's face mask, and uh, they have an upper set and a lower set. Obviously, you know, the, right from their uh, website, it says the shoot splash shield was developed to attach directly to a face guard of a football helmet to block droplets of sweat, coughs, and sneezes. Universally fits all traditional football face guards, blah, blah, blah. Disposable and replaceable. Uh, includes reusable attachment strips and one shield and two replacements uh, in each package. So, I mean, that's, you, you get the right donor you know the right booster that's 15 bucks you know for essentially three and you figure you know, again the right booster is going to be able to foot the bill for that for the entire team for the season um not saying it's going to be cheap but if you want football bad enough you know it, it, what's the old saying if you want it bad enough will uh you know you'll, you'll pay for it right
3: yeah that's why i think the season's going to happen in my opinion is because It has to happen, and there's no way around it. You know, Nebraska, they've they've gone through, they've, the 20 administrators in the athletic department, you know, they had to cut, and they're still cutting the budget by 10%, and we're not even to, we haven't not even lost the football season yet, you know? I know they lost an NCAA tournament, and then, you know, I guess it's, CWS and other and other things like that, but you know, it yeah of course we don't you know, you don't want to spread the virus, but at the same time people are losing jobs and then when they lose their jobs and then you know, a bunch of other reasons that things are gonna go bad, go up. And so it's just I don't know, I i I've, I've Everyone that I've talked to and they've asked me, I said, I'm glad I don't have to make the decision, right? Because people are going to die one way or the other. and It's bad, but, um, um, sorry. John, you've been dead before.
0: Yes. (laughs) And it was really peaceful. (laughs) And I, I'll be honest with you, you know, going through the, the, the testing this week and, uh, Uh, you know, looking at whether I'm going to get a positive or negative test, I kind of thought, well, hell, if it's positive, I didn't really feel anything. You know, on the other hand, you've heard stories from people who have, uh, you know, been young, and they make it feels like, uh, you know, their body aches and stuff like that, I guess. I don't want to belittle them, but that's the flu. It's a really bad case of the flu. Now you have also, I was talking to a friend of mine who was a nurse, I mentioned that uh, it wouldn't have terrified me to have a positive test. And she said basically, uh, you know, older people who had complications like heart disease, like I have, they're seeing them come back to the hospital and they're having additional problems with severe lung damage, strokes, things like that, that are side effects because of COVID later. What it'd be nice to see, and I guess I haven't seen it, maybe it's out there, is that are these scientists that we constantly hear from. And I don't mean to belittle the scientists, but, you know, maybe instead of being all these fucking associated press articles where you're quoting and telling us how bad everything is going to be, maybe you should compile some data on, on age ranges and what the outcomes of these diseases or these infections actually are. In other words, if you test positive, did you did you end up with anything? Did anything happen to you? I mean, we measure deaths, but we don't measure anything else. And the reason we don't measure anything else is because our hospitals and our healthcare system are particularly shitty at measuring outcomes. You know, unless it's a drug test where those things are controlled by the FDA and they have to go through very specific regulations to get a drug approved, our hospitals don't follow up with people most of the time to find out what the outcome was for the treatments they did. And... Maybe this data is out there. Maybe I haven't seen it. But what we're tracking is is infections and deaths. And there's got to be something in between that could tell people, like for example, if you're 25 year old, 25 years old, and you test positive, your chances of, let's say, developing a heart attack or cardiac problems or having any other issues, you know, we've seen these X, Y, Z in these people. We haven't seen any of that. Maybe it's too short a term yet for them to really do anything with it. Maybe they'd say, well, it hasn't been long enough. We can't really measure that. Well, you know what? You can measure it better than your fucking models have been measuring stuff, huh? Because those things have sucked ass. The first one we saw from Coronation was somebody that told us 1.2 million people would die. And we are nowhere near that. Now, I don't mean to belittle the fact that over 100,000 people are dead from this stuff, but it sure as hell wasn't the models we saw in the first place. So if you, you're you going to give us these models, why don't you start going back through your data and see where the outcomes are for all these people that test them positive? Uh, we got to go, don't we, Greg? I rambled on for a while. <laughs> That's
1: all right. That's all right. We love you. We're going to let you talk say whatever you want to say. Obviously, if we're not going to censor you in front of Nate's dear wife Christy, we're not going to, you know, cut 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 you off here at the end. We'll we'll pull like a like my thirty minute podcast, and we'll just be all right. That's the end of the show. Uh, but that is the end of the show, everybody. And uh, we do appreciate uh, Nate and Christy for joining us. And and uh, again, Nate, pass along my apologies.
3: <laughs> Will do. Uh She'll probably have to listen and maybe my mother-in-law will listen and she'll enjoy it as well.
1: Okay. Send out wow. that send out that disclaimer. Uh, <laughs> uh for Nate McHugh and, and Christy, who joined us in the front half of the show. Uh he is John Johnston. I'm Greg Mahachko. We remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Oh big red!